Well, today we're starting a brand new series for Christmas called Unwrapped, where we discover, if you will, we unwrap the true meaning of Christmas, where we discover that out of all the gifts that God can provide, the best gift he gave us was Jesus, and that in the person of Jesus, that Jesus also gives us gifts, not only of his presence, but also that he gives us peace and love and joy. Because I believe that all of us over the Christmas season, we enjoy receiving gifts. In fact, Christmas gifts are sometimes the best part about Christmas. Every child and everyone that is young at heart loves Christmas presents. And I've discovered that whenever you're at a Christmas moment, when they're unwrapping presents, you can actually learn a lot about people based on how they unwrap gifts. In fact, I believe that there's two types of people who unwrap gifts. There's two types of people, and I just want to invite you this Christmas holiday season to pay attention to the two types of people that are in your family. The first type of person is the person who just rips all the presents open. And the second type of person is the person that actually unwraps gifts. Now, if you're the type of person who just rips open the presents, I know that your primary objective is to open all the presents as fast as you can. Speed and efficiency are the goal. Other things do not matter. It doesn't matter how pretty the wrapping paper is. It doesn't matter how beautiful the tree is. It doesn't matter how big of a mess you unwrapping the presents make around the house. The only goal is getting them all unwrapped. But here's what I also know about you. If you're someone who rips open presents, you're the reason why after Christmas, when I go to Walmart to buy things and I walk by the clearance section, I see all these packages that are torn up and wrapped back together with tape. Because you're the type of person who makes it happen, you rip it open, and then suddenly you realize that the iron that they just gave you is the same iron your mother-in-law gave you two years ago, and you don't need it, so you strap it together with masking tape or whatever tape you have, maybe it's, maybe it's uh, duct tape, and you return it back to get a refund. What I also know about you is this is that you're also the type of person who tears open Christmas bags. I'm here to tell you, there's an opening at the top. You don't have to tear open the Christmas bag. Now, if you're the second type of person, you're the type of person who unwraps gifts. In fact, perfection is your goal. You wanna prove to everyone that you can unwrap presents without tearing any of the paper. I'm here to tell you that if you do that, there's no Christmas paper shortage, okay? There is no wrapping paper shortage. You're not saving it for another day. Just tear it open. In fact, everybody in your family is waiting for you. And all of them are saying, maybe you can say it with me, just tear it open and get it done. If you happen to be someone who unwraps gifts, here's what I also know about you. You're the kind of person who saves Christmas bags. You say Christmas boxes. In fact, you probably have some Christmas boxes from the 1980s that you reuse year after year after year after decade after decade. 
You're also the type of person that if your family would let you, you would try to refold tissue paper just so that you could use it again. I believe this is what we learn about people. We can learn a lot about people during the Christmas holidays. One of the things that's awesome about Christmas these days is that now you can order your presents online. How many of you are grateful for Amazon two-day shipping? It's incredible. You order it and then it comes the next day or the day after. But one of the challenges with ordering online is porch pirates. Porch pirates. In fact, I heard recently on the radio that about 35% of every family who orders stuff over the holidays, they get something stolen. So just be mindful, pay attention. And while porch pirates are a real reality, I think that many of us, we struggle with a, t- a different type of pirate. We struggle with peace pirates. Things that come in our life that steal our peace. Struggles difficulties, guilt, shame, frustration, and stress. Many of us, as we step into the holiday season, it's not a joyful moment. In fact, it's a moment of difficulty. And we struggle on the inside with peace pirates. One of the peace pirates that often shows up is stress. I discovered recently that stress is something that is significant during the holidays. In fact, Harvard Medical School reports that on average, two out of every three people experience significant stress over the holidays. In fact, the American Institute of Stress, who would have thought that stress actually had a university? Yeah, it does. This institute, what they've discovered is that stress costs the US economy $300 billion every year. It's a peace pirate. Also, 90% of all illnesses all illnesses that we experience in our life, there's a stress connection there. And I believe that the enemy wants to steal our peace, especially during the holiday season. In a moment when we're supposed to be experiencing peace, we experience stress and worry and frustration. But I'm here to tell you on the authority of God's word is that God gives you a present that the enemy cannot steal, which is called peace. And God wants to provide his peace to us today and in the days and weeks to come. In fact, in fact, that's what this whole series, Unwrapped, is all about. It's about us discovering that God wants to give us gifts that the enemy cannot steal. Today, I want to share with you that peace is the perfect gift. That's the title of today's message. I invite you to say it with me. Peace is the perfect gift. God wants to extend peace to us not only peace in our lives, but peace with him. And he does it through the person of Jesus. Jesus is the one who provides peace to us. In fact, peace is what the angels proclaimed at the birth of Jesus. And so today I wanna invite you to join me in two places in the word of God. The first is Luke chapter two, and then in just a moment, we're gonna look at Isaiah chapter nine. I want you to pay attention to what the angels said to the shepherds when they were terrified and afraid about how they could experience peace. I also want to pause here as you open up your Bible, your Westover app. Parents, I want to share with you that we actually have a family discussion, table talk moment in the app, and it's an opportunity for you to talk with your kids and your students about how they can discover peace. So I just invite you to lean into that and 
and maybe this evening have a conversation with them because in all of our environments we are aligned on this series and they're today in their own environments looking at how God provides peace. But let's look at God's word. Luke chapter two, verse 14. This is what it says. This is what the angels proclaimed to the shepherds. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, say it with me, peace to those on whom his favor rests. I believe that sometimes the favor of God isn't just a financial blessing, but it's actually a spiritual blessing that God provides. I believe that God wants to favor us by giving us peace because peace isn't something that you can purchase. Peace isn't a feeling you experience. It is a spiritual state that God creates within us. In fact, peace is something that was prophesied about Jesus 700 years before he was born. With that in mind, I want to invite you to join me in Isaiah chapter 9. This is what God told us about Jesus through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter nine. We're gonna look verses six and seven. It says this, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Just wanna pause here and say, don't look to government officials to be the one to rule and reign, it's Jesus. The government actually rests on him. The world government rests on him. And he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, say it with me, prince, of peace and of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. What we discover in this passage is that peace is what Jesus provides to us. Sometimes, sometimes we're a little skeptical about peace. We wonder if peace truly is possible because what we see around us is conflict and difficulty and struggle. And we wonder, is peace really available to us? We wonder, is peace really possible? I think many of us, the reason why we struggle with this idea of peace is because we believe that peace is the absence of difficulty and struggle. But what if peace isn't the absence of something, but actually the presence of something? I believe this, that whenever God doesn't remove something from our life, it's because he wants to add something to our life. Someone once said this, true peace is not merely the absence of some negative force. It is the presence of some positive force, goodwill or brotherhood. Let me put it to you this way. Peace isn't the absence of problems, but the presence of God. Peace isn't the absence of problems, it is the presence of God. And so this Christmas holiday season, we need to invite the Prince of Peace into our life. You see, when God shows up, sometimes he doesn't remove the problem. In fact, he wants to prove that even though you have the problem, he can show up and solve the problem for you. Many of us were praying, God, remove the struggle, remove the difficulty. I don't wanna deal with that coworker or that family member anymore. And God is saying, I'm not gonna remove that because I want you to rely on me. You see, here's what happens when God's presence shows up. He shows up in a powerful way. And what he does is your problems don't go away, but the, the focus on that problem fades away. Often what happens is the problems don't get smaller. God just gets bigger. 
Many of us, we need to see that God is bigger than the problems that we face. And when Jesus steps in, what he actually proclaims is shalom. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. When the world yells panic, Jesus proclaims shalom and says, peace, be still. God just doesn't want there to be peace in our life around us, but he wants there to be peace within us. And here's what I've discovered over time is that Jesus is our perfect peace. Jesus is our perfect peace. You cannot find perfect peace outside of the person of Jesus. But here's the problem. The world wants to offer you imperfect peace. The world wants to convince you that if you purchase this thing or if you scroll just a little bit longer on social media that you'll find the peace that you're really looking for. Here it is. No pill, no thrill, no position, no person, no purchase is a substitute for the presence of God and the peace that God provides. We need to run to Jesus and say, I need you to be my perfect peace. He wants to be the solution to the pain and the problems that we have. And peace isn't something that you can purchase because Jesus has already purchased it for us. It's something that we just need to receive and say, God, I wanna receive it from you. But here's the good news. Peace isn't just a gift that Jesus provides, it's actually who he is. You see, peace is a person, and that person's name is Jesus. And we need to invite him in. We need to say, God, I need you to be my peace. I wanna invite you in. Oftentimes, the reason why we don't receive peace is we want the peace of God without receiving God. We wanna receive his peace, and we say, no, 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 I'm gonna do it on my own, and God says, that's not how it works. I am peace, I am peace. If you wanna receive my peace, you have to receive me. And the way the Lord provides it to us is he ministers it to us through the Holy Spirit. As you may remember, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. The Holy Spirit wants to cultivate peace within us, but we must allow him in. In fact, Paul was so he was so urgent in his heart for us to receive peace that he prayed a prayer for believers back then and also for us today. It's found in Romans 15, 13. It says this, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God intends for peace to be the thing that overflows out of us this holiday season. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to work within us. But not only does Jesus give us perfect peace, Jesus gives us lasting peace. Peace that lasts, not only in our life, but into eternity. I think many of us, we struggle with the idea of lasting peace because all we see around us is peace is always disturbed. There's a broken promise, an unfulfilled expectation, Something that someone says to us hits us wrong and it triggers us. And peace is just something that lasts for just a moment. But what would your life look like if you could have lasting peace? That no matter what happened, you could be at peace in your heart. Well, that's what God wants to give us today. I think many of us, we dread the holidays 
Because instead of it being peace on earth, goodwill towards men, we kind of feel like Christmas is Christmas with the cranks. Sometimes instead of it being silent night, it's the silent treatment. And we're skeptical about whether peace is possible. Well, today I want to give you four ways that you can experience peace in your own life and how you can extend peace to other people in your family. Here are the four ways. The first one is practice sharing peace. Practice sharing peace. Give peace to the people in your life that are difficult to deal with. This next week, practice sharing peace with that difficult boss or that difficult coworker or that difficult spouse. No, yes, yes, do that. Practice sharing peace with them because what we repeat gets reinforced. What we repeat gets reinforced. And before you step in to a family situation that's often difficult, practice sharing peace. You're getting yourself ready to extend it to people that, are, that need your love but are often difficult to love. The second way is make peace your purpose. Don't go in ready to fight. Go in ready to extend peace to your family. Make peace your purpose. Be an ambassador of God's peace to the people around you. That person you have been praying for in your family for decades that hasn't come to Jesus, could it be that the reason they haven't come to Jesus is because they haven't fully seen Jesus come through you? The world is wondering if there's something truly different about us. They don't need to see our attitude, they need to experience the peace in the presence of God. We need to make peace the purpose of our mission as we step into the holiday season. And the way we can safeguard our heart is by the third way, becoming a non-anxious presence. What that means is you decide ahead of time that nothing, no situation, no comment, no action or inaction by a family member is going to steal your peace. You decide ahead of time, nothing is going to disturb my peace. Because peace isn't a feeling you have, it's spiritual state that God cultivates. And we can have peace no matter what situation we're in. And the fourth and final way is be unoffendable. You see, in life, offenses are gonna happen, but being offended is a choice. We can decide that we are going to be offended by what other people do. When they look at us wrong or they say something wrong or, or you you bring something to the holiday table and someone makes a comment about it. I think many of, the, many of the reasons why we are offended on the holiday season is because we walk in pre-offended. Pre-offended. We are ready for the fight. Oh, I wish they would. I wish they would say something about my chicken casserole. I wish they would say something about what I brought to dinner. I wish they would. And many of us, we walk in ready for a fight. But what if God is inviting us to be prepared to provide peace instead of be ready for a fight? I believe God wants to change us. Sometimes we're so focused on praying, God, would you change them? Would you change them? Would you change them? And he's like, I'm trying to change them, but I have to change you first. What if 
What if we're the reason why they don't have peace? Let's not walk into the holidays pre-offended, but prepared to share the peace of God with people that he died on the cross to save. We need to walk in ready to share God's love with people. In fact, Paul also wrote in Romans 12, 18, he says this, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. What God says is do all of your part to make sure that you extend peace to the people around you. Do your part so that God can do his part in their life. I believe that peace is possible. In fact, I'm reminded of something that happened back in 1914 on Christmas Eve. At that time, the British forces were right in the middle of World War I. They were fighting against the Germans. And it was a bitter war. It was a cold war. It was a struggle and a difficulty. But something happened on Christmas Eve. It's called the Christmas Miracle. And what happened in that moment was the German forces were facing off with the British forces. Each of them were in their muddy trenches. And in between them was what's called no man's land. And in that land was barbed wire. It was intended to protect them from one another. And everybody that night, they were hoping and praying that they didn't have to fight on Christmas Eve, but they were ready to go. It was a cold, bitter evening, and tension filled the air. And suddenly the British forces heard commotion in the other side, and they were getting their weapons ready. But as they listened closer, what they heard was that the German soldiers were singing. They were singing Silent Night, Holy Night. Many of you know that song, the way it ends, it says, sleep in heavenly peace. And what they decided is that they were gonna sing a song. And after the German forces stopped singing that song, the British soldiers, they began to sing the first Noel and back and forth, and back and forth, they began to sing songs, Christmas songs. And while that evening was cold, things began to warm up for just a moment between these two sides. In fact, one British soldier, he put his hands in his pocket and bravely stepped out of his trench and began to slowly walk into the middle of no man's land. A couple other buddies began to follow him and then slowly some other soldiers, the British soldiers, stepped out and with barbed wire between them, for just a moment, these two sides stood and they celebrated Christmas. In that one moment, there was peace in the middle of a war. I believe that for many of us, as we step into the holidays, we are praying that the Christmas week with our family, that there will be at least a little bit of peace in the middle of a war. Sometimes that's all we're hoping for. We're saying, God, can there just be peace this year? Can there just be peace? 
And Jesus is saying, yes, I want to provide peace to you. But here's what I know about Jesus. He just doesn't give us momentary peace. He gives us lasting peace. But the only way that we can truly experience peace, the peace of God, is we have to have peace with God. Because peace with God is what provides the peace of God to us. In order for us to receive the peace of God, we have to embrace the person of Jesus. In fact, Jesus promised us peace in John 14, 27. He says this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. As you walk into a moment with your family, I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to be terrified. I want you to know that you can carry the peace of God into every circumstance. Here's what I've discovered. Sometimes God has to change the atmosphere within us before he changes the atmosphere around us. Could it be that you're the agent of peace? Could, you, could it be that you're the voice of reason with your family? I'm believing that God wants us to be agents of, of peace. And today I wanna give you the opportunity to let the peace of God be in your heart. But it starts by having peace with God and accepting Jesus. So today as I close, I wanna invite you to stand. And I wanna give you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus, to welcome the Prince of Peace into your life. I know you may have come as an invitation from a family member or a friend and you're visiting for the first time. I'm here to tell you that Jesus planned ahead of time that you would be here because he wanted to communicate his peace to you. God can provide it to you. Here at Westover, we believe that receiving the peace of God through the person of Jesus is as clear as ABC. A, admitting that we need Jesus because we all need him. B, believing in our heart that he died on the cross for us to forgive our sins, to purchase eternal life, and that he rose again on the third day to give us life, hope, peace, and freedom. And C, that we would confess from our heart with our mouth out loud that we want him to be in charge of our life. I wanna give you that opportunity today. So I wanna invite everyone to bow their head and close their eyes front to back, side to side, up in the balcony. I invite our online family to stay with us for this moment. This is an important moment. If you're at a place in your life where you don't have the peace of God, but more importantly, you don't have Jesus in your life, this is your opportunity to receive him in your heart. And so on the count of three, I wanna invite you to raise your hand if you want to receive Jesus for the first time or you want to recommit to him, this is your moment. Here it is. One, two, three. Yes, yes, hands going up, front to back, up in the balcony. Jesus sees you and he knows you. And for those of you who have raised your hand, I want you to say this prayer with me. Say it out loud, say it from your heart. In fact, all of us are going to say this prayer together. It's a moment of recommitment to allow the Prince of Peace to be in our life. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, I need you today. I need your peace. I need you to be in my life. Thank you for going to the cross to purchase my forgiveness and to pay for my sin. Today I choose to commit to you. I want you to be in charge of my life. And I want you to be in charge of me as I step into the holidays. Give me your peace, Jesus. 
so I can communicate your peace to the people around me. I love you. In Jesus' name. And everyone said? If you just said that, congratulations and welcome to the family of God. Here's two things I would invite you to do. If you just said that prayer for the first time or as a moment of recommitment, I want to invite you to attend our Follow Jesus class. We want to get you on a pathway to discovering more about who Jesus is and also sign up for water baptism next Sunday. We'd love to celebrate what God has done in your life. I want to tell you, God loves you. We're praying for God's peace. We can't wait to see you next weekend. God bless you and we are dismissed.